We know that you're a giant man-child, and you're not going to let any box of cereal last more than five minutes. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony, this podcast has the explicit tag. Uh, we do it per episode. We do it per it's episode. If there's ever an episode where it's not explicit, and the reason we do that is it's a loophole. <laughs> Because <laughs> if we we know we're gonna curse every episode, but if we if we tag the entire show explicit, we get put into a different bucket by Apple. Yeah, which is why which is why I go, Jeff, make sure you tag every episode explicit. <laughs> <laughs> well, more more importantly, we say the fuck words. We say the fuck words when we want to. I'll say a fuck word. Yeah, I'm not You'll scared. Say a fuck word. I'll say a fuck word. We'll say the fuck words. And uh, I actually want to talk a little bit today. About said fuck words, uh, let's talk about swearing. Okay. Because uh, there was a very interesting article about swearing posted in our Discord. Uh, This was posted by, who was it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I lost it. Where did it go? Mm -mm -mm. Sorry. Hang on. I'm not cutting this. Don't cut it. Why would I'm not you? Gonna cut. I'm not going to cut it. Good content is what this, this is, is. This is a quality show. Mm. This is a quality show, and I'm not going to cut this because mm-hmm. um, that's 30 seconds more work for me, and I refuse. <laughs> mm. Oh, here it is. Uh, pas- Pastor Matitis. Pastor M. Titus? Pastor M. Titus. Anyway, thank you for posting this in our Discord. Our Discord. Uh, wonderful place where folks Just, hang out, post stories, and all kinds of stuff. Phenomenal place. It really is. Find anyway, a better place, a story, I dare you. This is a story about uh, about swearing. And I'm sure you know, like I knew in some sort of vague way, that there have been uh, a number of studies about how swearing has special powers. Swearing is the yeah, best. Hmm? Swearing is the best. It's the Sometimes. best. Sometimes. Sometimes. All the time. So... I know this you got. I know you got kids now, and you're like, I can't, I can't let my kids grow up to say the fuck words. But I'll tell no. you what, Jeff, swearing's always the best. Well, this is, this is about how it can be therapeutic to swear, mm-hmm. uh, and the perfect use cases, uh, or the most effective, I should say, use cases of swearing. How you can use swearing to your advantage, mm. which I find to be fascinating. Power swears. What's that? Power swears. Power swears. Exactly. Exactly. That's well, like it's, swearing with science. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, that's sort of. That's sort of where it came from in the beginning, right? You've got. You've got like. You got like. Uh, uh, what is it? God's blood and all that stuff. Where where you yeah. say it? You say it as like a very powerful like. I'm yeah, you, doing you're this. Literally invoking the gods. Yeah, yeah, I'm invoking wrath right now. Yeah, I damn you to hell. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they are they are powerful, and it, it turns out when looked at scientifically, uh, we can determine the most effective ways to use swearing and how it actually does help us. Jeff, I want you to know that I was thinking not God's blood, although I think that is I think that was an old swear. I think yeah, it was blood. I think it was zounds or zunes, zunes which was yeah God's, God's wounds. wounds. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. They say splud and swoons. Yeah. 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 Zoons. Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, so let's start with uh, the article starts with uh, ways in which it, it, it doesn't really work. Like, for example, there is this study uh, of uh, groups of women who had uh, rheumatoid arthritis and breast cancer and, or breast cancer, not both. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they found that swearing in, this, in these groups were related to increases in depressive symptoms. And that association of depress- depression and swearing was significant even when accounting for variances in their disease severity. So it didn't so, really matter how, how severe the de- disease was. The more they swear, swore, used curse words, the more they tended to be depressed. I know that my, so your, your, your mind is making an, an association between whether it's pain symptoms or bad news or something that has to, that comes along with having, having these, these illnesses. And so your brain knows that when you are using the swears, it's time to get sad because something's bad, something bad is happening. Well, in, in this, you're ringing your own bell, right? You're ringing your own bell, but. Interestingly, this only was the case in the, in, in the sense of it being more equated to having depression symptoms. Mm-hmm. It was only the case when they were swearing in the presence of other people. Swearing alone, there was no association. Oh, is it because these are people who normally... Listen, these are people who probably uh, uh, follow the rules of society and don't swear in normal conversation. And so to fuck to fuck up like that and swear in front of people when you didn't mean to means you let the pain get to you. Things are pretty bad. And you feel like you screwed up. That's basically it. There's a lot of social stigma, especially with women around swearing. Some of that has changed culturally over the last 50 years, but specifically around the turn of the century, the 20th century, there was a lot uh, of writing. There's a, in fact, there's a specific um, famous book that was written in 1901 that equated swear words to groups like soldiers, sailors, laborers, the uneducated, criminals, tinkers, men. tailors, <laughs> soldiers, spies. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so it, it was usually uh, the realm of men, the realm of sort of uh, an underclass of men, sure. uneducated men. And if women were, saw, uh, were seen swearing, it was social taboo. It was a, it was a, a mark of shame for a woman at that time. Now, that has changed a lot, obviously, over the last, you know, 150, in, in most, more specifically, the last you know, century. Sure. Um, but I think some of that cultural stigma still persists, right? So okay. this sense of, of when folks, uh, when women in particular swear in public or around other people that they don't know, that it, it co- sort of is a sign of giving up, not caring, not having a lot of uh, self-respect. You know, this what is about when you opinion, swear to Batman? You, you swear to Batman? Yeah. Swear to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swear to me. That's probably, you're going to get, I mean, it's not, you're not going to get more depressed, but there is a possibility that you're going to get more injured. (laughs) Yes, by the Batman? Yeah, that's a higher rate of injury, probably, is the Batman of Gotham. Yeah. Is going to get you. Sure, if you swear to the Batman, uh, you've already 
you're already past the point where you're gonna you're gonna get out of that situation. Yeah, no, you know? you're walking away more depressed. If you, <laughs> you swear, really are. so there are three levels. If you swear and it's just you in a room, you're okay because that's fine. It's just you. If you swear around like other people when you didn't mean to, you get a little depressed because you're like, I can't believe I let myself go like that. And then if you swear to the Batman. Uh, you're already depressed and you're probably going to be even more depressed. And and there is a correlation between uh, the Batman making you swear to him and kidney failure. Well, you know why? It's because uh, you, you are usually hanging upside down yeah. at that point. And he will knee you. Building. He will knee you in the kidney. Now, he doesn't <laughs> kill. He no, doesn't kill. No. But no, you will no be guns. on dialysis for the rest of your life. <laughs> but he doesn't kill. Yeah, so don't swear to the Batman if you can avoid it. I would just avoid uh, any situation with the Batman if you can. <laughs> avoid the Batman. You know what? Don't even go to Gotham. Why visit? Why even go there? I, let alone live there. You know what I mean? Yes. Move away. I mean, the housing price is ridiculous. There's no reason to stay. The Yeah, there's no... There, let me tell you, the property values are insane everywhere, but there's absolutely no reason to pay any amount of money for any property in Gotham City. That's <laughs> so true. Gotham City is all, it should all be squatters rights. If you can live anywhere in Gotham City for six days, (laughs) if you can live and you can be there for six days and nothing happens to you, you, you own that house. (laughs) You know how I know that, that there's no piece of property that's good in Gotham? It's because the most expensive house in the entire city was built on top of a fucking bat cave. You know? Yeah. That's not, that's not well designed. No, I got to tell you, I'm looking at, I look at that cave, no matter, no matter what representation of that cave I look at, no matter who, no matter who it is, I got to tell you, that cave is not structurally sound. Not structurally sound. You do not build a mansion of that size and cost. No, a stately manor over that cave? Like literally, did anybody do any kind of geological survey before they got the plans? No, a kid fell in a well. A kid fell in a well. That was the geographic survey. (laughs) He fell in a well and he was like, I'm scared. Listen, I, <laughs> I wanted to build a shed in my backyard. Do you know how many people had to come to my house to approve that? Dude, you're telling me, you're telling me nobody, no neighbors, <laughs> no one from the city, nobody saw you rolling that giant penny up that hill. <laughs> how did you get that full-size dinosaur up that hill, yeah. my, my you guy? You did not put that, that penny in there. In the back of your Batmobile. You know what I'm no! saying, Bruce? Come on, Bruce. Like, what do you, you have a tiny holographic entrance for your car. You rolled that penny right in through there. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Bruce. How are you getting? Right. If you can get that penny in, anybody's getting in. <laughs> As I was saying, um, in contrast mm-hmm. to the 1901 book. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, in contrast, shown- the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you can't lift that, key. you can't lift that key. <laughs> you can't lift that key. No one's getting it. Anyway, go also, on. the commute, the commute alone. There's no way um, you're getting to the Fortress of Solitude. He's never going to sell that thing. Who else is going to buy it? Superman buys that. That's all he. That's the only place. He, the only guy can afford it. That's it. Afford the uh, the uh, commute. You leave it to your kid. <laughs> you leave it to Jonathan Kent, the Superman of the 21st century. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, swearing, in contrast to what this uh, article in 1901 was saying. Uh, swearing uh, may also be a sign of intelligence. Uh, now, is, this uh, I've heard before. Yeah, has been associated with less lying and less deception mm-hmm. and higher integrity uh, societally. Yeah, because let me tell you something. 
it's way more frustrating to be honest and forthcoming. <laughs> yes. yes. It's, dude, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to just lie all the time. People are going to tell you that it's not. It is. It's so easy to just to just lie and get out of stuff and just not share your feelings and just get out of the room. That's the easiest thing to do. Telling the truth is a pain in the ass. <laughs> and it's complicated. Yeah. And you're going to swear a lot. Because it's obnoxious. A lot. It's obnoxious <laughs> that you're going to share the truth all the time and people are just going to be like, meh. <laughs> That's the real problem. That's right. People don't respect the truth anymore than they respect the lie. You just got to tell a tiny lie and get out of the room, Jeff. Yeah. You, you tell a tiny lie like, I don't know who the Batman is. Tiny you lie know? like, oh, I'm needed at a fundraiser. <laughs> Alfred will show you out. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you I mean, can also in that situation, instead of telling a lie, you can leave a dirty limerick. A limerick. Hmm. That would be my preferred way of doing it. Yeah, that's the Selena Kyle way of getting out of the room. That is, yeah. Uh, how how many, uh, what percentage of the population would you suspect self-reports uh, that they swear sometimes or often? Sometimes or often? 30%. 58% say they oh, swear. Oh, I have more faith in humanity now. Sometimes or often. Uh, how many people, what percentage would you say uh, report never or rarely swearing? Oh, God, a bunch of liars. What percentage do I think is lying? Yeah. 15? 10. 10%. Wow. I do. I, yes. I'm getting more and more faith in humanity as we go through this. Um, do, you, do you believe them, the 10%? That they never swear? I do. I do think there are probably people who, who never swear. I think that there are uh, probably very religious people who think it is uh, unacceptable. Sure. Um, I think there well, are lots of people. Why do you hmm? think the religious people think that it's unacceptable to swear? Well, you know, I think it's this, not this really whole... the Lord's name or anything like that. Well, maybe that's construed that way or I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of social taboo around it. I, I try not to swear most of the time. Well, because you, know, you have not, children. I'm, I do have children. But even before I had children, I don't, I don't go around. I mean, there are, I know there are folks that will swear in, in a in a sort of a business context to, to sort of lighten the mood or make things less Oh, I don't formal. swear in a business context to lighten the mood. I swear in a business context because I swear all the time. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, there's that too. There's no real motivation behind it, I don't think. Well, part of this article is talking about how uh, swearing can actually uh, create a bond with someone. It can, it can uh, reduce the formality of an exchange. So you, right. You start, I can't you, believe you they sweared in front of me. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, oh, we have we have this shared secret almost. Are we, we have we're this... all just swearing. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, fuck. Oh, cool. Fuck the fuck. fuck. I did. This is I, fucking cool. So yesterday I was at a friend's place, and uh, one of their friends came over, and as I was kind of on my way out, and we we chatted for a couple minutes, and sometimes I do notice, like when I meet a new person, I'll think to myself, oh, I, I just I just casually swear. Like I was immediately like in that conversation and swear and swearing and she it she you know she she didn't flinch or anything. She didn't have like a negative uh a negative outward response to it at least. I don't know how she felt yeah. internally. But I was just like, "Oh yeah, I swear more than most people." Huh? It totally uh, turns off when I'm like when I'm like at work though. If I'm like on a if I'm on camera or something, I just don't yeah. swear. Yeah, I I tend not to swear on most of my podcasts, this being the biggest exception, but yeah, I don't have a problem turning it on and turning off usually. I don't know why that is. 
Um, it, but here's the quote from the article. It says, swearing can lead to tighter human bonds and create informal environments where people are more likely to be themselves. It says, uh, social groups depend on some degree of shared willingness to participate in risks or taboo practices, swearing being one of them. Can I tell you, I don't know that it's, it's not that I, I it's not that I disagree with this article it, it, because they ran the study, but I'll tell you this, I think it's less these days about a taboo practice and more, and more like, hey, I am letting the fakey guard down right now. You mm, know what I mean? I don't think it's that yeah. anybody thinks, I don't think most people think swearing is taboo, but I do think that there is something like that first time you hear somebody that you're working with just, just go, ah, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first time you hear that, yeah. you're like, oh, cool. We're being real people now. Great. It's interesting. Let's That's be interesting. real people. Well, I think this is the point at which this article gets really fascinating because I think you're right, but also there has been some scientific inquiry into why swear words have power and they do have power. So because they resurrect out. old gods. Well, there's that. Uh, Every time you swear somewhere, a hand comes out of a grave. It's <laughs> a lot of hands. Just, so just many this graves. Afternoon. This, this afternoon, I think I resurrected a lot of things. Wow. This is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Stub my toe and there's zombies in Fifth Avenue. <laughs> All over the place. Uh, no, check this out. This is, this is a scientific study. Repeating your uh, a swear word while your hand is submerged in ice water will allow you to withstand the cold for 40 seconds longer on average compared to repeating a non-swear word. Huh. So get this. That immersion, uh, that, uh, that ice water immersion yields scores for pain threshold, which is the time at which the pain is reported, the, the point at which you go, well, this hurts, and pain tolerance, which is the time at which the hand is removed. So both of those times are lengthened when you say fuck over and over and over and over and over again. Do you know, do you know, well, here's why I think I'll give you, I'll give you why I think this is because if you do anything else, if you say anything else, it means that you are holding back and you are focusing on the pain and you are also not allowing yourself to actually like scream about it and experience it. Do you know what I mean? If you are not cursing, you are kind of, you're, you're still being semi-conscious and you're still like, you're still putting like thought walls up that I think are making you experience the pain even more because you're like, why am I saying this? Oh, I'm saying this because I'm in pain, but I don't want to scream too much, but I am in pain. Interesting. But yeah. I don't want to say the bad word, but Jesus hurts. You, you may know? be onto something there that you're, you're, you're literally, you're, there's part of your will is, is preventing you from saying the word you're not supposed to say. Yeah. And, and so also, it's diverting energy from the pain tolerance. Right. And, and it's that, and it's that you are somehow, because you are, you're like, this is what I want my reaction to the pain to be, but I refuse to allow it means you are also focusing on the pain and how bad the pain is. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, the so, scientists have not come to any uh, theory that they uh, believe explains this entirely. Give, give me a call another, though. Yeah, you got it. Cause you I got, got it. it. Here's the, uh, here's another uh, interesting experiment. Um, 
this guy. So there's this thing called the Wingate anaerobic power test, which is basically uh, measures your levels of peak power and average power. Uh, and when you do this 30 second Wingate anaerobic power test and you say a swear word every th- three seconds for 30 seconds, your peak levels of power and average power are increased as opposed to repeating a non-swear word. So not only can you withstand more pain, you actually are stronger. They also said that you, there's um, this grip, dynamometer? (laughs) I didn't say any of those words. You're thinking thinking of Pischetti, is I think what you're thinking of the word. Dynamometer. Dynamometer. Okay. Yeah, dynamometer. Uh, (laughs) That was terrible. Basically, you squeeze a thing and it measures how hard you can squeeze something. If you say a swear word over and over, you can squeeze harder. Jeff, do they say anything about the scale of this? Of what? What? What is the number of the highest power level? Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't have that here. Is it? I mean, is it over nine thousand, Jeff? Is it over nine thousand? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to know how high the highest power level is because if that because if not, they wasted their time. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole study here. I'd have to d- dig yeah, into it. If you're going to make a power level scale and it's not going to go over 9,000, you're a schmuck. <laughs> yeah. But here's the, th- here's the thing that's crazy. When studying this happening and people are swearing over and over again and able to do these things longer, better, faster, stronger, Work it, they find it, no, no measurable cardiovascular or uh, autonomic arousal effects, no clear change in heart rate, your skin doesn't change. Your blood pressure doesn't change. Nothing changes when you start swearing. No, it's the inner power of a fuck word. It is the inner power of a fuck word. That is that exactly comes from the right. soul, dude. That comes from within. Yeah, that's the so, power of rage. So, do you want to know? Do you want to guess what the most effective uh, swears are in these studies? I mean, fuck is up at number one. Fuck, and what's the second one? What would you say? Is it the c word? I can't say the c word. No. Okay. Is it shit? It is shit. Yeah. Shit and fuck. This is probably a very American-centric study. I have no doubt that it is. Uh, I have no doubt that it is. Uh, Because the C word, I think the C word is right up there. If you you go to other countries, I think the C word is like way up there. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. But listen to this. You have to use an actual swear word. This is kind of what you were saying before. You, (laughs) they did a test for the pain tolerance and pain threshold, if you say fuck, mm-hmm. your pain tolerance and pain threshold increases dramatically. And then pain metrics did not improve when the subjects repeated made-up swear words, fouch and twizpipe. Twizpipe! <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing down twizpipe because that's mine now. <laughs> I'm writing down twizpipe. These, the these are the two control words, the test words that they use. Fouch or twizpipe. Twizpipe. <laughs> Is that two Zs? Uh, no, single Z. T-W-I-Z-P-I-P-E. Twizpipe, one word. Twizpipe. Twizpipe twiz sounds way, like... You've been a real twizpipe lately, Anthony. Can I tell you that? Twizpipe is the name of a rich old man in a Charles Dickens novel. 
Fenrir twiz pipe at your service. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't trust that twiz pipe as far as I can throw him. Um, <laughs> I love this because so you can't, there's no Jeezy Creasies. There's no Jiminy Christmas. No, there's, there's, there's no, no help you. Willikers your, can't get you out of this. Your, your mind knows when you're cheating. It, Oshkosh Bagosh is not going to do it for you. Yeah, no sugar coffins. No. You know? I want to tell I want to tell Trisha Hirschberger about this. <laughs> She's made a, a friend of the Christmas. friend of the show Trisha Hirschberger does, uh, uh, will not curse. Says really? like oh. sugar and stuff like that. She's the one of the 10%. Yeah. It's really funny. Now, let me ask you this, Jeff. Do you do you will you allow your children to swear and reach their ultimate power? No. I think that is a parent's obligation to 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 keep their power levels down yes of course to make your children weaker yes that's my job to make them less trustworthy (laughs) this sounds counter to your job well here here's the thing this article also goes into sort of when we acquire this knowledge of of swearing swearing and it happens very very early oh yeah Uh, it says um uh, children understand uh, taboo words, and mm-hmm. they're they are drawn to them. Yeah, they don't really you ever seen a kid? Know why? You ever seen a kid like the first time a kid says a swear word because not because not because they think it's anything special, but because they heard an adult say it, and so they say it, and other adults in the room laugh. Yeah, and then they yeah. bounce around saying it over and over again. This well, I've you- seen this a thousand times, and it is. Never not funny, Jeff. A child bouncing around <laughs> just screaming, fuck, 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 fuck. Hilarious. Yeah, well, my, kids, my kids right now, everything is butt and poop. Yeah. Right? Because that's the closest that they've gotten to, to swear words and they understand that it is not supposed to be said. So everything is, my, my daughter, three-year-old daughter goes, hey, butthead, hey, poopy face, hey, toilet. That's, hey, toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toilet i love that i you know th- but this this makes a lot of sense to me i think one of the you know one of the things that really separates us from other really separates us from other living things is the ability for complex speech and the more you know the more the more we think about it the more we talk about it like we know that um just thinking in a different way can change physical, physiological things about you. Like we know yeah. this. Uh, and we words kn- have power. Yeah, words genuinely do have power. Things where like the studies that show like, hey, we know it's stupid. Do a gratitude journal every night. List three things that you thought were fun about the day or good about the day, yeah. even if they're small. And it genuinely will just recalling them, writing them down, yeah. bringing the words to the surface. Yeah, I am grateful for this. Name the naming of things. Yeah, exactly. Changes things in your life and in your body. Now, look, we don't take that too far because we're a science podcast here. Okay, all right. We don't (laughs) live the secret. We don't live the secret here. Okay. Positive thinking is good. Ooh, within certain boundaries. Do you know what else is good? Saying fuck. Saying fuck. Now, now here's an important distinction which I think is, is really the most important part of this entire article, okay? So we've, we've uncovered the, the, the magic power of, of the fuck words. Mm-hmm. They 
They can help you get through painful, difficult things. Uh, this article, the thrust of it is, uh, the fact that it is in a, the context of psychological, um, uh, work, you know, th- psychological, uh, um, you know, clinical work on people who are, who are going through difficult times. Yeah. Uh, but here's the most important distinction. All of this evidence points to the fact that swearing bolsters you, empowers you, makes you able to withstand things, get through things, are helpful, creates bonds between you and other people. Uh, all of the sort of positive uh, effects of swearing, only if you are not swearing at someone. <gasps> it doesn't work if you are saying, fuck you. The magic cannot be used against your fellow man. Isn't that crazy? It, it, I mean, it genuinely doesn't help to say fuck you. No, to say, it doesn't. To, That's to, just to anger cur- at somebody else. Yes. To say fuck as, 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 a, as an expression of sort of um, existential frustration or just, an, a, just a, a pure release of tension or experiencing pain and saying fuck. All those things can be therapeutic, can mm-hmm. be beneficial, can actually help you in certain ways. Because that's an internal release. Yes. But when you, it is directed at a third party. No, that's, that's external anger versus an internal release of anger and pressure. It doesn't work. Huh. It doesn't work. Well, how about that? You have to say it out loud. It can't be in your head. No. But it can't be at, at a specific individual. I love it. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it makes so much sense to me. Yeah. It makes so much sense to me, but I, I, yeah, wow. Wow. Hey, do you think I'm super powerful because I swear all the time, even when it's inappropriate? I, mean, I think we just determined that that's the truth. Yeah. But were you bitten by a radioactive swear? I was. I was bitten by a radioactive sailor. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know what that night was like. It was wild, man. I was in New Orleans <laughs> and I got bitten by a radioactive sailor and you wouldn't believe, listen, some of the things that happened to me, I am still taking antibiotics for. You should not just, you know, short version. Don't, if someone invites you on a nuclear submarine, don't go. <laughs> listen, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. How many, how often do you get invited onto a nuclear submarine? You know, I took, listen, I paid my money and I took my chances, Jeff, and I'm happy with the way my life turned out. Happy, I tell you. So I am on my third round of amoxicillin. Um, There you go. (laughs) uh, What was the first time, do you remember the first time? I do not. I'm trying to think of the first time I heard my parents swear. I remember when I heard my father swear, it wasn't a big deal, but my mother was like a teacher, you know? Oh, yeah. And particularly like an early childhood teacher. So the first time she sweared around me, I was, I had to have been like 11 or 12. Like my dad, I remember hearing at a very young age. Oh, my, my parents never swore. Never. Really? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I still don't swear around them. I, I find it kind of a, um, um, an act of respect. I think it's respectful not to. If I know that somebody doesn't like it, I don't do it. You know, my, my normal, my normal, like whatever turns on when I'm at work will also turn on if somebody seems uncomfortable. I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. You know, 
I genuinely um, think the first time my dad, I heard my dad swear at me was, was when he told me a dirty joke. Right. Cause like, that oh, wasn't wow. really him he, doing I, it. He was, he was doing it through a story. Yeah. He was doing it through a story. And it was like this moment of like, Oh, I, he deems me old enough to hear this, which is, was like this weird, I have no idea what age I was, but it, it felt like, wow, wow. I've, I've, I've reached a, a certain level in his eyes. Yeah, you know? I've, today I am a man. <laughs> today I'm He's a man. telling me the secrets of, of the secrets of men things. Uh, he, he understands that I know what rhymes with Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> Soon all of these lands will be mine. And the caves underneath them. <laughs> and then this city will pay. Uh, that's wild. I would love to know from, uh, from the concerned citizens how much they swear in their daily life. And if they, if they recall growing up around swears. Yeah. Uh, I was swearing my, my mother and I were swearing. Once my mother did swear though, once that it's seal like was broken, opened. <laughs> I was swearing in front of her. She was swearing in front of me. It was yeah. fine. Once that happened, it happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to know. Let us, let us know. Uh, you know, a great place to do that would be probably, uh, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Discord. Ooh, yeah, that Discord is so good and it only costs a dollar to be part of it. We gate it that way mm -hmm. so that we make money. But also yeah. so that the best folks uh, are in there. We know they're the best yes. because they've given us some money. Yes. Not a lot. Just a dollar a month. It's not yeah. a lot. No, we're not asking for a We're just, we just want to slowly erode your resistance to giving us money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to, like, we're not asking for a lot right now. Oh, no, we've not been, right we've now. We've been working on this for years and there's so few of you who actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, but no, it's true. For us, that's what I'm saying. For, uh, for a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord. It's a great place to hang out with other concerned citizens. And as you uh, give a little bit more money, you get a little bit more in return, including bonus audio, bonus video, all kinds of extra fun stuff, um, which we are, uh, we are currently retooling. And soon you will be getting even more interesting and fun stuff. Uh, if you want to see how and you want to support us, uh, because hey, what's the job i don't know we don't know do We've i have one, one. No. i'd love to i don't no. so patreon.com slash we have concerns because <laughs> <laughs> we say fucking every job interview i just go, i walk in i sit down i go fuck you how are you <laughs> yeah i just get show it out of the way you gotta show your power you gotta show your power i right at I, the beginning i jump right up onto the desk yeah. And I just, I get on, I, I do like a gorilla stance and I just lean in and I go, fuck you. How are you? Did you get my like, cover letter? I sent it with sir, a cover letter. Sir, please put your pants back on. They, they, there were never any pants to put back on. <laughs> uh, I've got a story for you that comes from LM Green in the Discord. Jeff. Without, you don't have to name names or anything, but. All right. Who's the most boring person you've ever met? Can you give me a situation where you're like, whoa, this is a boring, boring motherfucker. I am bored by I've you. Definitely. You know, it's interesting. There's not a, a person that comes to mind uh, immediately. 
But there's definitely been, I, I mean, there's definitely been parties where I've been stuck in a conversation and been like, woof. Yo, those people find me. How do they <laughs> find me? I am always, I don't know what it is, but they find me. And then I'm there and it's happening. It could be that I am also boring and so, or yeah, insufferable. you never know. And so the two of us are sort of, we're segregated uh, as like a lunch table in the cafeteria. Who knows? Yeah. I'd like to think it's not that, but I would well, you know like the, to know what makes them come to me. The, the worst thing isn't necessarily a boring person. The worst thing is a boring person that thinks they're interesting. Oof. Woof. You know, the boring person that's like, oh, I got a story for you. And it just isn't anything. It's, it's nothing. Just, yeah. That's it okay. Keeps going. Yeah. Now, there is one thing that I do have to say is I have to be very careful with the, with the ADHD to make sure I'm not telling you the side story you need to hear for context <laughs> for way too long before I jump into the real story. Yeah, yeah. I've learned over the years not to do that, but I will. I will, I will, there will be so many flashbacks by the time I'm done. So I have to be, maybe I am stuck in the corner because I'm the boring person. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yes, I, you're right. It's a boring person that doesn't know they're boring. And let me tell you something, Jeff, we need to find out who these boring people are. We need to quantify who the borings are. Oh, I thought you were going to say quarantine. Well, that's the next step. Yeah. You quantify but, and then you quarantine. But here's what I'll say. We've all been quarantined for a very long time, so we're going to let the <laughs> borings have a little fun. All right. Before we put them in a boring box <laughs> where they go forever. Um, the University of Essex, Jeff, has been looking to quantify exactly what a boring person is and... Hmm. Who the most boring person is. Oh, they want to find the most boring person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they think they may have done it. What? This seems like an incredible claim. Can you imagine if I, if I then like gave you, put up a picture and, and gave you the person's name and address? Like we found <laughs> it. And according to them, it's Mr. It's Mr. Devin Hartford <laughs> of Bakersfield, California. Devin, you're the most boring man in the world. Uh, yeah, I guess I could have assumed that. Uh, I always had an inkling. And I guess the first time I had an inkling I was boring was when I was seven years old. Now, what you got to know about where I grew up is, holy shit, Devin. <laughs> we didn't even ask. <laughs> Devin, you're you're amazing. <laughs> we need Devin. If we could, we would put you in. We would put you under glass, not just because you're a fascinating find, but because you're the least fascinating find, and nobody wants to hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, by definition, the most of anything is at least a little interesting, right? Yeah, like you can't be the most boring. Because all of a sudden that's interesting. And so you're not boring anymore, right? Right. Well, I told you they found the most boring person. You went, oh, shit. Who's the most boring person? Yeah, exactly. I'm interested. <laughs> uh, that's a, it's a paradox. Well, it's not a specific person, Jeff. Oh. But it is. It's a club? <laughs> it's definitely a club. It's a. It's the DMV? <laughs> it's a type of person. Oh. Now, they looked they they through data through asking people asking people 
hey, what do you think is boring? What kind of person do you think is boring? Then also presenting people with different types of people and being like, is this person boring? Is this type of person boring? (laughs) What they found was the top five most boring jobs, the top five most boring hobbies. Okay. (laughs) They found out that the most boring person probably works in data analysis, uh, considers themselves to be pretty religious. Yeah, that's boring. And in their hobbies, they are, they list like watching TV, but also like bird watching or any kind of animal watching (laughs) is considered to be extremely boring. Um, And also, smokers smokers are boring so boring we used to think they were cool yes what a turn for smokers what a turn what a turn this was i mean you couldn't be more cool than 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 smoking when i was a kid yeah now boring boring well i'll tell you why jeff a lot of these a lot of these hobbies or a lot of these things sort of lend themselves to Previous studies that have been done on boring people and what boring people are like. So first of all, in social contexts, a boring person basically, they basically talk about themselves, are only sort of interested in themselves. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and are not. It's, it's boring if you don't talk about me. Yeah, well, it's just narcissists. Well, it's more about the I think it's more about the back and forth of a conversation. Right. Right. Like these people who have us who have us caught in the corner of the party and are telling their long story are doing it because they don't really have any interest in what we have to say. They are just looking to say something. My friend used to say, I'm sure he did not coin it, but he used to say interested is interesting. Yeah. No, he came up with that. I've never heard it before. <laughs> your fr- holy shit, your friend came up with that? Yeah, yeah, he ain't he ain't boring at all. That's fucking wild, dude. Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. Um so, yeah, conversation styles that were rated as boring uh are are sort of like negative egocentrism in interactions, right? Lack of interest in the other person's contributions, but also constant complaining. There's where your smokers mm. come in. Oh, where yeah, do I smoke? Their, when do I rampant, smoke? They're rampant health problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate. I hate that my lung is full of goo. <laughs> uh, oh, boring. I hate that I talk through this box in my stoma. <laughs> Look at all the stuff that I horked up. Yeah. This is some of that. Some of it. Listen. Boring. Boring, Dave. <laughs> But it's also you I have worked with smokers where it's all like all they talk about is fuck, I can't wait to take a break so I can go out and smoke. I can't believe I haven't smoked all yeah. day or like blah blah. And it's like, dude, I get it. You smoke, you're cool. You wear a right. leather jacket. I get it, Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time you worked uh, in that office with Billy Joel. That was uh the most boring was guy were, uh, I've ever worked with, Billy Joel. That was when you were an uptown boy. I, I was believe. an up I went uptown to work and uh I, w- I went uptown, but I worked down east. <laughs> down east or Alexa? Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where the smoking comes in. But it's it's really interesting. Do you want to know what the top five most boring jobs are? Uh, yeah, I mean, data analysis. I think you know uh, it's got to be um, a Lay CPA, one on right? Accountant. Yeah, accounting's number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, DMV is that on there. DMV is not on there, but if I told you, you were sort of close. If you think about, if you think about, if you think about tone and setting. <laughs> Um, I mean, just sort of office worker, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so number three Banker? is number three is tax and insurance. Yeah. Okay. Insurance, Ned Ryerson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Number four is cleaning. Huh. Okay. I guess that's boring. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, and then number five is banking. Banking. Yeah. Banker. Yeah. yeah. Like um, a, uh, the kid, the Mary Poppin kid's dad. Boring. So, so boring. Yeah. So boring. They just let them give the tuppence, dude. Yeah, give them the tuppence. Give a tuppence, fly a kite, do the shit, man. It takes 15 minutes. Yeah. You're yeah, telling me you don't have 15 is, minutes? Flying the kite is the opposite of being a banker, right? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so what else makes somebody boring? Is it is it the occupations? Is it, you know, yeah. is it this stuff? That's what they wanted to look at. So it's interesting because certain things that were taught would be sort of bland. Well, th- the same the same media sources that would teach us that smoking is cool also will say that uh, people who are like good natured and kind of like friendly and just kind of sincere are kind of boring, right? They're not exciting, but actually. Right. Those are extremely exciting people. People love talking to people like that. They a like human golden people. retriever is the best kind of friend. <laughs> yeah. Nothing boring about a golden retriever. No, especially humankind. Yeah. Human one is great. Uh, also, the other big thing that's exciting for people is competence. Capable, skillful, intelligent, sure. and confident. But here's what's crazy. Wouldn't accountants and data analysts be competent? Well, this is why I think this whole thing is sort of wrongheaded because this feels like an abstraction of something that isn't abstract, Mm -hmm. right? I think in the abstract, you go, yeah, it's boring to talk about numbers all day long. It's boring to, to be a CPA. It's boring to be this or that. But really at the heart of it is you're boring if you have a lack of self awareness, Mm -hmm. right? If you could have the most fascinating tax accountant in the world because he could tell you stories about these crazy people who tried to hide their earnings or, you know, this, this, what, you or, met this guy who does this crazy, they could be or fascinating. Just, or just has other stories outside of being an accountant. Right. 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 Or I mean, you give me, I clock you in, me I do my accounting thing, but what I really love is fucking, uh, I don't know, luge. Cursing. <laughs> I'm no, just, but I'm saying, I, I love professional to, luge. I think it goes even farther than that, Anthony. You don't have to have an interesting thing about a person with a boring job. I think you could give me the top three, you know, boring job, boring hobby, boring, you know, smoker, whatever it is, all the top categories in that study. 
And I could show you an interesting person because they're self-aware mm-hmm. and they understand how to pick out the interesting tidbits that happen in all of those things, right? Now, what if it's somebody who's, whose hobby is watching TV, though? Because then when they pick I, out their interesting my things- My job is watching TV. Huh? My job is watching TV. Yeah, but that's not your hobby. I mean, it kind of is. But it look, is. But, but look, if somebody's big hobby is watching TV, and you're like, well, what's, what's the exciting thing that happened? Well, I'll tell you about this TV show. Yeah, people do that all the time. I just saw this crazy show. It's streaming on Netflix. You got to hear about it. You're like, oh, I'm interested. This isn't boring. Tell me about the streaming show. I can't I can miss do, out on. I can do one of those a day <laughs> and then I'm out. If, if, I, if I walk up to three people throughout the day and all three of them want to tell me about some streaming show they just saw, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> all right, well, I really I'm will. I'm the boring one. I really because want, uh, that's usually me in any conversation is, oh, you got to watch this show. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I think it's all about, it's all about presentation and self-awareness. If the you, people who if can, you, you know if, what? I'll say this. The people who can't explain it to me in terms of like why it matters, comparing it to other media, yes. comparing it to things within our lives or what's going on in the world. Here's why it's so prescient. Here's why it's so weird that this got made. Like, I do love a story like that. Well, and. There's nothing more fascinating to me that some, than somebody that can take something like tax preparation and make it interesting to me, mm-hmm. right? Like through close-up is- magic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe close-up magic didn't get up here. I'm one of the most boring hobbies. <laughs> Do you know what I love about us, Jeff? We have mul- I can name multiple friends that we have that are magicians. Yeah. And I will dunk on fucking close up magic all day. <laughs> what a garbage thing to know and learn. What I a horrible personality magic. trait. Close up magic. Get fucked. <laughs> close up magic is awesome. What's wrong with you? Eat shit, dude. <laughs> Do you want to see a magic trick? No. Ronald, less than anything right now. Once again, I tell you to read the room. <laughs> Go smoke, Ronald. <laughs> yeah, go take a smoke break. Go look at a bird, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, do you want to yeah, know dude. what the Do you want to know what the five most boring hobbies are? And I disagree yeah. with so many of these. Bird, bird watching, uh, stamp collecting, coin collecting. None of those are uh, on. The, well, the the bird watching is the number uh, one. This is a hobby that people listed. Okay, this is something that people listed as a hobby, Jeffrey. (laughs) Okay, what is it? So much so that they had to be like, no, if you say this is a hobby, you're boring. (laughs) Literally sleep. Sleep is our hobby? I love to take a nap. I mean, I love to sleep. I I love it too, but I guess you have to be a boring person to list that as your hobby. Woof. Yeah, but I love sleep. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you're gonna, I'm not going to say a bad word about sleep any day of the week, buddy. I took a but, nap right before we recorded this show. Are you kidding me? I love a nap. I got an but AM a hobby. I got an AM news show. I'm a, I'm the old man. I do my <laughs> AM news show and then I take a little nap before I do this afternoon podcast. Beautiful. It's a beautiful but thing. Nobody, nobody. You would never suggest that as a hobby. As like, no. oh, what do I do with my free time? I sleep it off. Though I would. No, I wish I wish I was sleeping something off. Then I would be in a, then I'd be an interesting person. I got nothing yeah. to sleep off. I don't even drink caffeine anymore. I got nothing. 
I want to know the, the opposite of it. I know there's the most interesting man in the world, but what are the most interesting hobbies? Well, I don't have the most interesting hobbies for you, but I do have the five most exciting jobs. But let's go through these hobbies okay. first. All right. All right. So number one is sleep. Number one is sleeping. You did get the observing animals, which is number four. Number two is religion. People don't want to hear about religion as your hobby. No. They don't want to hear about religion at all. Listen, what did you do today? Well, I went to church or, oh, I went and I volunteered and blah, blah, blah. Tell me a story about volunteering. That's fine. But I don't, nobody wants, don't give me a sermon. Jesus Christ is your personal savior and Lord. That's the question. I don't want three hours of, of, yeah, no, nobody wants that. You know what though? You know what? I can't even tell you how many years until, not very many, not very many years until this list will include politics as boring. You know what I'm saying? Because people Mm. are becoming that way about politics. Politics is a religion now. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And I also don't like that because I don't, I think people are getting more engaged and politically active. Actually, we got to stick yeah, a pin in this though, because that's this will we'll go down. A, we're going down a rabbit. We'll hole. go down yeah. a rabbit okay. hole. What else? But, what else? Uh, number three is watching TV. Uh, that just seems weird. I think it's a weird thing to list as a hobby, just I like guess. sleeping. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's something yeah. to I'm. Wa- oh, I was watching this show on Netflix. It's a really interesting show. You should watch it. As opposed to like actively listing television watching as a hobby, I think that's that's where I think that's where the actual line is, right? Yeah, that's why it's it's boring because you didn't have anything better to list, right? You didn't have anything more active to list. Literally, I would rather hear. I went on a. I, I took the dog on a walk today, and I found a cool leaf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I did, dude. I did. I found the coolest fucking leaf, Jeff. It was pretty dope. This <laughs> is <laughs> not. This is not a, a, a random example. This is a specific moment. This is just, I took my dog out and I found a cool leaf, Jeff. Hey, man. Gotta love a leaf. It was like fall colored, but why would a leaf be fall colored right now? It was crazy, man. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> uh, number, four, <laughs> number four was observing animals. And number five, and I super, listen, for the bit, I have to say that I agree with this, but you know that I as a person... I as the I as the person that I as the host that do the bit on this show have to say that I hate this too, but you know that me as a person I actually enjoy this. Number five is mathematics. Oh yeah, yeah. If you list math as a hobby, let's talk, baby. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking yeah. talk, baby. The people that list math as what? What are your hobbies? Math. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go, yeah. son. Get in the car. We're going to math land. <laughs> you and me, you, me, and Donald Duck, we're going to Mathematic Land, baby. Tell me about oh, the math that, tell me about the math that you're studying. For you to be an adult <laughs> that has math as a hobby, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. probably you're probably doing some shit. And I don't understand yeah. it. No, yeah. You're like hopping in the car with Stephen Hawking, is what you're doing. You're you're like rolling, rolling deep. Yeah. You know? Hopping with Hawking. Yeah. But I could totally understand how somebody's saying, what are your hobbies? Because anytime you list a hobby that other people view as work, feels boring. It feels like you don't yeah. have any fun, right? That's that the tracks. thing. Is that you're, you, are not, you are not fun because your idea of fun is my idea of work. Yes. Right? I get that. I get that. 
Yeah. Yeah, like... I remember, I think I've, I've told this story on the show before, but I remember there was, um, there was a, a an episode, there was an episode of the real world Miami and it was the, the real world Miami was the first one where they had to have a, where the math they had, one, this is the math episode of real world. Miami. Yeah. This is the one where they were like, they get really drunk and do a lot of math. <laughs> they just, Crystal they find math. these, they find they find these really attractive 20 somethings and they put them uh-huh. in a house and get them drunk. And they're like, do some math, do yeah. some math. Oh man. MTV in the nineties was the best. It was the best dude. No, um, real world Miami. The, the thing that made it different than the other series was, was it was the first season where they had to have a job. Yeah. I remember that. And they yeah. had to start a company. They were, they were like, we are going to give you a certain amount of money to start a company. And when this season is over, it will be your company. This won't just be like a television show. You can also start like a real business and a successful career. They were not interested in that. They argued, not interested at all. They argued the entire career was being famous. Yeah. They were like, this is the, (laughs) what I'm interested is being invited back for the challenge. If I can get invited (laughs) back for the challenge once a year, then I don't have to work. Right. Yeah. So, but there was, they had at the, at this mega mansion that they were putting them up in all of these aquariums, like tropical fish aquariums, because it's Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And there is one woman who lived there and she wound up eventually being an editor at Image Comics. I remember that. I can't remember her name, but she wound up being an editor at Image Comics for a while. And, um, she was asking the guy who came in and was like taking care of their aquariums. She's like, how did you get into this? And he was like, oh, well, I always had aquariums growing up and I'm just fascinated by fish. And I always, I really loved it. And I really wanted, you know, I I really love fish and I love like creating these aquariums and creating these worlds. She's like, oh, so you get to, you get to do what you love. How do you, how do you like it? He's like, I fucking hate it. Hmm. He's like, never, if you love something, don't turn it into a job. Well, you and I, he's like, lived that. He's like, you'll hate it forever. (laughs) Yeah, don't monetize your hobbies. Don't monetize your hobbies. That's my whole life, though. That's what I. That's what I've done. That's literally everything I do is a monetized hobby. Right, and it comes. It, so the the downside of this is it comes with like I can't play a video game without feeling guilt. Yeah, exactly. What do they say? If you if you if you uh, do what you love, you'll never uh, enjoy another day of your life. <laughs> now I do want to say like. <laughs> This is a very, this is like a very different thing, but like what, obviously we're exaggerating, like, but I do feel a little bit of like when I'm playing a video game, I'm like, oh, should I be streaming this? Should I be monetizing this for an audience? Uh, Or can I play this video game or is this not the right video game to be playing right now? Sure. Because I need to do it for X, Y, Z. Oh, I just saw this movie I really love. Should I fire up the camera and do a video on it? You know, like that sort of thing. Um, So I sort of get that. But um, I think there is, like we're saying, there's, the point of that anecdote was there's a difference in the way somebody talks about a hobby versus the way somebody talks about a job. And the, if you had caught that guy earlier in his life talking about aquariums, it would have been the most interesting discussion you probably ever would have had because there was a genuine love and a joy for it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I think, I don't know. I think somebody who's still talking about math as a hobby and not a job, even though we would think about math as homework or math as like, uh, a career, right? Like, oh, professor or whatever. I, I still would want to hear about it. Oh, I do too. I think that's really cool, honestly. But we're nerds, you know? I, I don't we're not know. We're the cools. <laughs> uh, 
If you're wondering how this study was done, Jeff, participants generated a total of 920 personal characteristics, things like closed-minded, uninspired, lacks creativity. Uh, They created 336 occupations, like accountant, lawyer, exterminator, and 338 hobbies, like doll collecting, shopping, going to church. And what they would do is they would like try to group these, these things that people came up with. These things, list something. Who's the most boring person you know? Tell me about him. Oh, he's really, he's only interested in himself. He's not very ambitious. Uh, he's always talking about this hobby that he has. You know what I mean? And they collected all of these yeah. things. And then what they did was they tried to like shuffle them up like a deck of cards <laughs> and hand people hypothetical, boring people. Boring people. <laughs> hypothetical, boring people, which by the way, rocked Coachella last year. Oh my God. Hypothetical, boring people. <laughs> HBP. It's crazy that they've been doing it as long as they've been doing it. You know what I mean? It's true. Because my, really my older cousin, like much older cousin, was going to like HBP shows in, when he was in college. Yeah. They've been around, you know? <laughs> Staying power like that is not... Anyway. Yeah. Um, Their first it, album, Smoking and Doing Math. <laughs> <laughs> fucking how dare you? <laughs> uh, so basically they wound up with a total of 45 personal characteristics, 28 occupations, and 19 hobbies that people expected to be the most boring. Let me tell you, some of these, some of these hobbies are really funny. Can I tell you that? Like, let me give you yeah. the, the table of hobbies for boring people. Uh, they include uh, geocaching. Oh, dude, I love geocaching. Come on. I, I think geocaching, I think geocaching owns. It's so much fun. Do you know what's fun? It's fun to keep like, listen, and maybe we are the boring people because. <laughs> well, are we keep, learning? Is that what we're learning right now? Is that you and I are boring? You keep the geocaching app on your phone, right? Yes. And of if course, you're all the time. And if you're out and you're just like, yes, having lunch or you're doing something with somebody, you can like, Oh, you want to take a walk? You want to do something? And we can be like, oh, there's a cool thing hidden around here. Day before yesterday, I did that exact thing with my son. It was amazing. It's fucking dope. Let's go find a hidden treasure. Yes. There's nothing boring about that. That's magic. It's fucking magic. Anyway, these are the stereotypical hobbies of boring people uh, as seen by the people who responded to this study. Um. So it's sleeping, religion, watching TV, observing animals, mathematics. Number six is legal drugs. People who consider drinking and smoking and getting and like getting high a hobby. A hobby. Uh-huh. Dude, there's nothing worse than being like stuck with a stoner you don't know, and they just want to tell you about getting high. <laughs> Do you know yes. what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. insufferable. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> or somebody, or somebody who's like a grown ass adult that's like, I went out and I got so smashed last weekend. Yeah, it's like, did you, bro? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. That's so cool, bro. Bro. Yeah. It's and listen, <laughs> if you're listening right now and you're a and you're a teenager or somebody in college or whatever, hey, have your fun. But just know that you get to a certain point in life where everybody else does not think that's amusing. <laughs> and if you're listening <laughs> right now like, and you're an alcoholic, get help. Get help. Maybe that's why sleep is is on the boring list too, because uh, nothing more boring than someone telling you their dream. Dude, 
You know, that's but the what if I had a real good one, Jeff? Yeah. If I'm not in it, I don't want to know. But even if you are in it, the ones I want to hear about the least are the ones that I'm in. Cause it's not me and I don't act like me. And it's just like, it was <laughs> yeah, right. so, it was so weird. And you were there and you gave me a map. Okay. So my whole thing in this is I give you a map and then I'm out. <laughs> And you're going to tell me the rest of it? Because that was not me. Yeah. No, you're right. It wasn't you. But it, but it was you. But it was you. Know you, what I mean? you know? But, it's, but, it, but it wasn't you because it looked nothing like you, but I could feel that it was you. The only time you're allowed to do that is when you are working a shitty job and you are telling all the other people at your shitty job about how you had another shitty work dream last night. <laughs> you're all allowed to share your shitty work dreams and commiserate. Always, yeah. always, always. Like, oh God, this place is getting to me. I had another fucking dream that I was here last <laughs> night. Those are always fine. You are not boring. That is called therapy. You are venting to people who understand. Now don't, maybe, maybe don't to people who don't work with you. <laughs> but you're allowed to do it with people who work with you. Um, after legal drugs, studying is considered a boring hobby. Get fucked, nerd. Yeah. Again, it, anything that feels like work can't be put in the hobby category because then you feel boring. Well, but also, right? but also I think it, it's something that like, well, my hobby is studying. No, that's not your hobby. We have to do that. We're students. Exactly. But put that away. Is, yeah, we we all put, do that. We all study yeah. and we've decided that we're not talking about that because that's a commonality that we all have. What do yeah. you do? It right. feels like that's, what's, that's what people say when they don't know what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Can I... I, how many more of these you got? Because there are just a few, but some of them are going to be very interesting to you. I think. Okay. All right. Uh, starting next is collecting. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Stamps. Uh, Stamps. Coins. Coins are there. Shit. Rocks Boring. are there. Yeah. Comic books. Uh, yeah. I mean, guilty as charged. Maybe, maybe board games. I don't know. Maybe if you collect Shut the up. board games and you don't play them, you just collect them. Shut, shut your face. Shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, but then <laughs> after that is puzzles and computers. Computers is a hobby. What's your hobby? Computers, dude. Okay, at one point, you could have you you could say computers were your hobby at one point in human at history. At one point, not now. No, in, now in the, people just have computers. Yeah. When I was a kid, and you know, I was the only person I knew who had a computer. Yes, um, people also don't like shopping as a hobby. That's boring. Oh, now, interesting. Surprisingly, crafts after that. What? That's not boring. You made some shit. I don't think that's boring at all. I love hearing what like they list uh, knitting, painting, and sewing as the three most given exemplars of this category. People just don't like other people. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think people give these. Can I tell you something that I'm that I'm just coming to as I'm watching these? A lot of these things that are, uh, as I'm reading these, a lot of these are hobbies that like, let's be real. You do by yourself. You do by yourself. And people also like, some of these hobbies are hobbies that are neurodivergent or yeah, are, yeah. are shown by people who are neurodivergent. Maybe you're on yeah. the spectrum or maybe you're somebody like me who has ADHD and I hyper-focus on things, right? Right. So I think a lot of this stuff does come with what we were talking about, which is the lack of self-awareness that you're talking too much about your hobby and maybe not, you're talking at and not with. 
Well, that's the, that's my whole gripe with this entire study. It's horseshit. <laughs> this whole thing is horseshit. It really is. It's an abstraction of something that isn't abstract. Yeah. It, it, you're literally just asking people to define the word boring when it, the word boring is subjective and uh, context specific, right? It's not, there's nothing abstract about boring. It's not like any, literally everything you've described, I could show you a fascinating version of it. Yeah. It, it's not boring intrinsically. It is how you present it. And the, the a person who is a, a fucking astronaut skydiving surfer can totally talk to you about it in a boring ass way. Yeah. Uh, dude, you know, I have had people in- tell, tell me about their exciting gigs or their exciting lives in a way where I'm just like, dude, you have got to shut up. Yes. Yeah, you are driving me nuts. When at the same time, I would love to hear about the miniatures you painted. Exactly. Um, this is some bullshit, this study. So it goes crafts, then models, model building, model planes, then sports. People don't <laughs> like it when you play sports. This is just, we don't like people. We don't like people. Then writing. <laughs> Your writing as a hobby is insufferable. Then gardening. <laughs> Fuck you for gardening. Okay. Then domestic tasks like cleaning, baking, walking the dog. Fuck you. I found a cool leaf. <laughs> it did not look like any of the other leaves. Uh, yeah. Then after that, reading. I Man. thought we had moved beyond this as a society. I could go anywhere in my imagination. Oh, take a look. It's in a book. In my imagination, I found two of those leaves. <laughs> now tell me I'm boring. Now tell me I'm boring, Jeffrey. Exactly. Uh, and the very last one here, it is amongst the top 20 most boring, but is the least boring of the most boring. Jeffrey, it is gaming. Board games, gaming, video gamer. Tell that to twitch.tv. Exactly. Fuck you. Study. This study's horseshit. Fuck you, it's, University it's, of Essex. This is dumb. This sounds like a study that was made by boring people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's the most boring thing? Studying boredom. <laughs> I think that's, but I do think this is interesting because what this is telling us are people's stereotypes about boredom, right? Because the researchers yeah. didn't come up with this. So what it's saying is like, Think of a boring person, name what they do. So this is basically, and I think a lot of this comes from media and perception over the years, right? If you think about yeah, a boring yeah. person in a show or in a movie or in a book, right. or it's always like, I collect stamps and I do this. Well, all of, no, you're absolutely right about, about you know, the, the sort of um, the, the prejudice that's inherent here mm-hmm. is, is sort of, it's, these are all introverted activities. Yeah. These are all solitary introverted activities. And so the idea of being boring means that you are just by yourself, right? I can do all these things by myself mm-hmm. and therefore I'm boring. Listen, I make my own fun. I have sensory exactly. I have sensory issues. I can hear a clock ticking from 3 miles away and I can't <laughs> sleep. So sometimes I like to yeah. do I like to make my own fun on my own terms. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, these are, these are, these are prejudices born of ignorance too. Cause I'm sure somewhere on here there is Dungeons and Dragons. Well, and, I think they lump that into gaming. Oh yeah. All that shit. It's like, it's just, oh, you're, you, it's boring because I don't get it. It's boring because I don't, it's introverted. It's boring because 
this study's horseshit. Yeah, like and at study. the same time, I'm going to tell you this: one of the top ten characteristics of boring people, according to this study, is lacks creativity. Well, you just said every creative hobby is boring. Exactly. Motherfuckers knitting, you know, they're going outside with their writing, finding leaves. They're doing arts and crafts. They're doing this is these are creative people. Yes. Um, but I will say some of these like do make sense. Now, this is another one. Like number three is no interests or hobbies. But also fuck you because you just said all hobbies are boring. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing you here? You can't have hobbies, but if you don't have any hobbies, it's not good either. Somebody said that boring people are that that <laughs> one of the characteristics of boring people is tired. <laughs> it's midway through the study. One of the characteristics is tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting. I'm hitting a lot of these. I'm. I'm in the Venn diagram, baby. Baby, I'm, I'm hitting a lot of this shit. I'm the most I'm boring. boring. If I'm the most tired, I'm the most boring. But Proudly you know, a lot boring. of them are like uh, no interest. Now, when somebody says not in, somebody who's not interesting is boring, that doesn't mean anything. And yet, that's what most people said. It sounds yeah. like boring answers. If I'm honest, it, it, it does. This is a fool's errand. <laughs> The methodology is fucked on this one. It is fucked. But some of these I do like, like uh, negative, a negative person, a narrow-minded person, uh, yeah. an inactive person, an arrogant person, sure. Although, one of them in the top 10 here is ordinary. <laughs> Motherfucker, who do you think you are? Yeah, you're doing a you're responding to a study at Essex at the University of Essex for free or for five dollars. <laughs> you're like, you know what? I hate ordinary people. Ordinary people. Motherfucker. Fucking define ordinary motherfucker. Look in Come the on. mirror. How dare. What makes you so extraordinary? I'll yeah. tell you what makes that guy over there extraordinary. His collection of model trains. That's right. Fascinating. What are they, HO scale? I'm going to get over there. We're going to talk about it. Didn't he, That guy didn't go to bed until two o'clock in the morning because he was doing math. He's yeah. tired and he did math all night. Fascinating. Fascinating. Not boring. <laughs> Not boring. Not boring. Uh, I'm going to leave a, there's a, there's a link to the study. There's obviously a link to the study uh, in the show notes here. Uh, it was brought up by uh, LM Green in the Discord. I would love for people to take a look at these at, at, at this table and just call out like, hey, eat shit, I do this and I'm rad. <laughs> <laughs> Show us your rad hobbies, man. You can, yeah. you can, like, we always we always say don't tweet us, but you can tweet us your hobby. I would like to see your oh, hobby. I'd love that. I'd love that. We should give a ha hashtag like the old days. Oh my gosh, a hashtag? A hashtag super boring. <laughs> love it. Uh, love it. And send us, send us your hobbies on Twitter. Show us what you're doing. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And hey, if you'd like to discuss your hobbies and the things that you do, we have channels for most of them, probably, on the Discord. Head to patreon.com slash we have concerns to find out how to join that. And we will see you next week. I, I'm going to go geocache right now. Eat shit, yeah, motherfuckers. Dude. Yeah. I'm going to find a yeah. tiny box that has a little note in it. It's going to be great. The note's yeah. going to say, you did it. Please leave this note for the next person. That's fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs>